Welcome to K-Talk, and today's episode is When People Disappoint Us. I should probably call this podcast like the podcast that would never be, because for some odd reason, every time I record it, there's like an issue and like it's just a nightmare. But anyways, let's talk about this podcast. This podcast, you know is about people who disappoint us and it is kind of focused on other people but there's a little bit of self in this and I wanted to start off by saying that like today it's going to be kind of personal because I am going to talk about myself and specifically my family and maybe this can relate to somebody else so first of all people will disappoint us you know when it's like co-workers or other people like we really don't care um it doesn't really matter as much as it does when it's like a family member that disappoints us And I don't know, like, there's something about me these days where I don't get really disappointed by anybody because I know who everybody is and therefore the things that they do don't disappoint me. What what happens is that I'm not surprised. I just have to kind of accommodate and adapt, which I don't really know if that's a good thing. But I wanted to circle it back to attachment styles, um, which I may or may not do a podcast on. I don't really know. But I feel like... People disappointing us has a lot to do with our attachment styles. Um, But I think, like, for example, for myself, I am sort of, I'm going to say, I'm either fearful or dismissive. Like, those are two that are very um, common to me. I think a lot of times with my family, I might be dismissive avoidant with my personal relation, not personal, but like my romantic relationships I'm fearfully avoidant um I feel like those are like two 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 styles I have and the reason that I wanted to bring that up is because so I had an incident that happened the other day with my family and I thought like wow this is really disappointing but it's not really and here's why it's not really disappointing I kind of know the people who I am immediately connected to. I know how much support they will give versus how much support they won't. And the bottom line of this entire podcast, if you get nothing else, is that knowing yourself is the most important thing. If you don't know yourself, you leave yourself not only at a disadvantage, but you're doing a disservice to yourself. And the reason I'm saying this is because a lot of times, a lot of people don't really get that if you understand yourself, you understand how to navigate other people. You can't navigate other people if you don't even know who the hell you are. And I I kind of like, I guess I looked into my crystal ball and I kind of suspected that at some point, me and a particular person in my family would have a blowout because this particular person has a particular view of me and I have a particular view of them, except my view is accurate and theirs isn't. Because they have no self-awareness. And if you don't have self-awareness, you can't really, you think you can predicate others, but you really can't. Because self-awareness is everything. So I know how to navigate my relationship with this person. Because I know 100% that if I'm not careful, they will take me out of my peace and I will have to dog walk them. And that's not something I want to do. And this time when I dog walk them, it'll be nothing like before. Because this time I am standing within myself. Maybe the other times when I've gone at them in the past or we've had a thing, I may not have been totally honest but this time is a bit different because we're a little older now. And when you get older, your patience for people and things just kind of change, Um, especially when you're always having 
And again, this goes back to relationships because why the hell should anybody have a relationship in which they consistently have to watch what they say, watch what they do, or how they behave? Like, that's just... But I guess with family, you have no choice. Um, So I'm bringing this up because this will kind of give you a background. So I've been thinking probably for a year now about how I have romantic relationships. I've been thinking, like, what is it about me that I don't trust anybody, like... Uh, ooh, sorry. I don't trust anybody. I have like trust issues. Like I have a whole bunch of things going on. And the question that I want to ask myself is why is it always happening? So like what causes these trust issues? Like what is it? Like there must be something. Well, it really starts off with my family. Um, And this isn't like me looking down on them or anything. This is just me being super honest. I don't trust them. I've never had the opportunity to trust them because emotionally, and it's not just them, many families, I think once upon a time, I was also like that. They're low in emotional, and I'm still low in emotional intelligence. I think I'm getting better. But they don't really understand anything about emotions. Like, they kind of just react. Like, I come from a very reactionary family. Like, people don't really, like, take a minute to take a breath or mind. Like, they don't really, they just kind of react. And I, for a long time, also did that. I no longer do that. It's very exhausting to always be reacting. It's, It's very exhausting in general to just take on other people. And I don't want to do that. I also want to be in peace. I can't be at peace if I'm always arguing and getting upset with people. And I just can't live my life that way. And I've seen how this has translated in my family with many family members who are just so like, you know, their anger and their rage and their like personal problems kind of hold them hostage to the point where they're not even able to see anything beyond that. And that's not healthy. Um, it also doesn't really, it doesn't create like a successful life for you as a person so it's just yeah it's not something I want to do so by me saying this to you I want to give a bit of a background as to what I'm talking about so I'm not saying my family is bad many people many of us especially in our 30s like when we were growing up emotional intelligence wasn't a thing if you had that kind of parent like congratulations but if you didn't then well you're like me and you understand what I'm saying is that it's it's not a thing it's it wasn't something they thought about because you know they were they were building you know financial wealth for you they were paying for school they were picking you up they were working they were doing a whole bunch of things like emotional intelligence just like how mental health is a thing today it wasn't back then so this in no way is like oh my god my family is terrible this is just something that they personally are not aware of because they've never had that and that's fine but The reason why I want to talk about disappointment is because this all kind of plays in. So, you know, people usually say that I'm like an ice princess. I don't have feelings. I'm like this kind of a person. Um, My sibling says this about me often. Uh, You know, people just kind of find me difficult. And the reason that they find me difficult is because I'm like a dismissive, avoidant person. Um, When it comes to my family, I'm emotionally distant from all of them. And it's not because I'm better than them. I am emotionally distant from them because I don't have a basis of trust when it comes to them. There have been numerous things that have happened from childhood to which I have learned that I kind of have to deal with things by myself. And because I've had to deal with things by myself, I have kind of hardened myself as a person as the years go on. Um, And again, it's not because they know. They literally, they can't help it, right? Like, you know, no parent is perfect. All parents, like, you know, have a, they try their best. Um, 
but that being said, that's an issue. And as I've grown up and I've entered relationships, and really the survey comes back that all those things are true about me, that's fine. I've been wondering, like, how I became that way. Like, people just don't get born and decide not to trust people. Like, I've even been trying to figure out, like, a specific time that I felt this way. And what I have come to discover, based upon an incident that had just recently happened, um, I don't trust people because I have not been able to trust my immediate family. And because I have not been able to trust my immediate family, I have had to do things for myself. Like, I've always had to put the blinders on to keep the program going. Which is why, like, my personal pet peeve is really that of I hate people who don't follow through. If you do not follow through, please do not come and find me. We cannot be friends. Because that's a personal thing for me. I don't like people who don't follow through. And I'm not saying that you can leave things incomplete. Many people do. I've had incomplete things. So have you. But I feel like your emotion should not trump the job in which you have to do. If I have to do something and I've signed into a project, unless it's like something really horrific, then I feel like at that point, you know, you can make allowances or whatever. But I have particular family members that never follow through on anything. They take on projects, they become HBIC, head bitch in charge, and then they decide, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. It's too hard. These people are too difficult. I have no interest. You just figure it out and blah, blah, blah. And they leave. And they leave things in a mess and in a really bad situation. And here's the thing. I feel like a lot of times when people take on those roles, it's really just because they want power. Disempowered people often look for power. That's a thing. Y'all know your girl does neuroscience. But even within psychology, that's a thing. Disempowered people always are seeking power, even when it's masked as not seeking power. They like to take on power. And I'm here for this. I don't care. You want the power? Do it. But follow through. Heavy is the head that wears the crown, okay? If you decide to become the the lord and master of a situation, then you have to execute. Part of being lord and master is not saying, oh, well, it's too hard now, I give up. Like, can you imagine if, like, prime ministers and presidents and, like, emperors did that? Oh, well, this job is too hard. Like, there's too many meetings, I'm out, gotta go, see you later. That's just not how life works. And I find that that's why, for me, disappointment from other people is really very light, Um, And again, this could be maybe my undersight because I don't really care about disappointment. I kind of expect you to disappoint me. So because I expect you to disappoint me, who cares? And this is kind of this. This is definitely in relation to personal psychology and neuroticism. I am very neurotic. I know this. I don't need anybody to tell me this, but I am very neurotic. And usually people who are neurotic, they come from like a dismissive or a fearful type of attachment style right? They they're just they think negatively. And I'm not saying that I'm negative all the time, but I just expect you to disappoint me. So it really doesn't bother me. And for a long time, you know, like people say, oh, like negative thoughts or whatever. But let me tell y'all something. Let me tell y'all something about expecting people to disappoint you. When they do disappoint you, I am telling you right now, you just get that energy. You may have been tired before they disappointed you, but once they disappointed you, you are ready to be in first position, Okay, the tiredness that you felt, all of that goes away and you're able to command. And I'm saying this because this is something that has happened. So essentially, I've had a situation recently in which, you know, someone in my family, they were taking on this project. They had all these goals that they were going to do. They did things haphazardly. And then eventually it's like, well, 
the attitude of others is making it unbearable. I just cannot. I have no interest. I don't want to do it anymore. You take over. You just deal with it. I'm out. And I kind of like laughed because I thought, wow, like if this was my old self, I definitely would have told you some hot words. But in given that I have been doing this by myself for a very long time, just give me the the hard hat. Let me get to work. Um, I didn't have any qualms about it because I already knew that this would come. I already knew that this would happen. I knew that this person, again, not because it's anything. I just know that in the past, in our dealings, you are not somebody that I can trust, similar to the rest of my family. You are not somebody that I can trust. So everything that you say to me, I already in my mind have you billing under a different different name because it's like, oh yeah, all these plans sound good. All these things sound good. But as soon as it gets too hard for you, you will bow out. And that's fair. But this is what I'm talking about knowing self. Because I was mentally prepared for this. I could step into the role and do what needed to be done. However... That doesn't mean that it's an easy road. That doesn't mean I'm not disappointed. I'm just disappointed that this person actually disappointed me because I thought, wow, like after so many years, I would think that you would be able to proceed. But then I'm also realizing that you haven't done your personal work and that's why you can't proceed. And that's on you. Um, And that's fair. Like I'm not saying like this is not to it's not to shit on anybody, but this is really just in, in my own personal opinion. This is really about people who disappoint you. And what I'm trying to say is that a lot of people, myself included, that maybe grew up in toxic home environments, you know, people tend to think or, you know, that growing up in that, of course, it's not good. I'm not saying it's good, but you develop like second sight, sort of kind of like how if a person is deaf, usually they have impeccable eyesight or they have impeccable hearing or their their brain makes up for um you know, not having sight in different ways, right? And that's what I'm trying to say. You get like a heightened sense of something else. And my heightened sense of coming from where I come from is the fact that I didn't trust you from the beginning. I'm not surprised when you bow out. So the extra frustration that I would have to go through, I don't have to go through that because I already know sis, you weren't coming through. Like I already know you were going to tell me to take over and that's fine. And, you know, I also believe, like, you know, we have to allow people allowances. But something y'all have heard me say last year, because I don't feel like I've said it on this this year's podcast, you cannot allow your emotions to rule you. That's not a thing. And if you do, just understand that your emotions will always lead you astray. Because operating from a place of emotional imbalance is not a good place to operate. Making decisions based on a temporary moment or argument is not conducive to live a whole life. That's not even how you live a life. It's okay to take a break. And this is something that I've had to instill in my family because they don't really get it. It's okay to not react. Like, it's okay to take a break before you answer something. And I mean, the day that, you know, this incident happened, I was like, I wanted to do a podcast about this. But like, I don't know, the podcast went sideways right all over the place because it wasn't recording. I've done this like five times. The last time was actually more fire than this time. But I I don't know, maybe it's like the Lord saying, like, don't talk about your business. I don't know. But I feel like this could help somebody because honestly, like, I really wanted to drag this person to filth. But I also know that I don't really want to do that because in my current mental state that I'm in right now, um, I don't want anybody to remove my peace from me. Like right now, I'm kind of wearing my peace garment. I don't want anybody to remove it because I've worked really hard to get to this place. Y'all have known the last few months have been pretty tough on me um, physically and emotionally and mentally. Like I've just been like all over the place. 
And I don't want to compromise that. I don't want to get back into that place. So I don't want to argue with anybody. But the fact that I knew that someone would disappoint me and they actually did. Sure, that's being neurotic. But I've also saved myself the mental pressure and burden of, oh, my God, this person just totally bowed out. Like, what the hell? Like, what do I do? Like running around? No, I was prepared for this. And because I was prepared for this, I gr- I graciously took the crown, I put it on my head, and I executed as I needed to. And I think I will do a podcast about attachment styles because I think all of us, myself included, we all need to understand our attachment style because you see this whole thing I'm talking about trust, it does start from childhood. And I can say that as an adult person, like understanding my relationships and the kind that I've had, like I'll give you guys a primary example. Y'all know like a few months ago, I was like talking to this guy and he's like emotionally taxing. Like he just opens up about things from his private like private life, things that really nobody should say when you're just getting to know somebody. It's just it's just kind of crazy. And he can openly ask you for help and openly tell you that he's horrible with money. Just openly do these things. And I was kind of like, oh, like, well, like, that's kind of weird. Like, how can you trust me to, like, that was my thought. Is like, how do you trust me to tell me this information? How do you know I'm not going to use it against you? And just that thought process, which is very neurotic, but just that thought process alone, it opens me up to a whole world of, wow, I am, like, different because I don't trust anybody. I can't freely say those things to people. Like, and and I also realized that, like, my my love language is, like, fearful and avoidant. Like, I have internal conflict. Part of me would like to give in to you, but then there's the other part that's like, hell no. I can't do that. I have a lot of things going on. Like, the next thing you know, I give you my heart and you break it. Then what? Right? And yes, I'm totally very dramatic in a relationship. And I'm ambivalent. Like, I, I, I own that. And I think all my partners have said that about me, right? I kind of come and go when I work on my own schedule. But I am now understanding because I've been trying to pinpoint it to like an exact moment in my childhood that I felt this way or like an exact instant. And it really isn't. It just boils down to the fact that, you know, my parents did the best that they could. Um, And, you know, all of our parents do the best that they can. However, sometimes they miss an emotional aspect. I've always had to stick up for myself emotionally. And because I've had to stick up for myself emotionally, I've hardened over the years, not secretively hardened, but I've hardened, hardened to an extent of like, I just don't feel like I can show up in certain areas. Right. I I don't, I, if I put my trust in you to do something, I know you're not going to do it. So I'm just going to do it myself, which is not a good thing to do. It's not a healthy way to be, but I'm just telling you guys, why I feel like it's important to know your attachment style because this is now something that I can personally work on for my next relationship with understanding where it started and kind of trying to, you know, fix my versions of trust. It's not good to never trust anybody. You should trust somebody. Um, But I definitely, it's something I have to work on Um, because I would like to move into like a secure place. Um, You know, even to be anxious, you know, kind of attachment style, I feel like would be better. Um, instead of being so ambivalent, you know, and, and always having like these internal conversations about like myself in a relationship when the reality of it is like I've already assumed, which is neurotic again, that this person is going to break my heart or do something really foul and it's going to end up bad. So why the hell should I even bother? So I have to start removing those conversations from myself. They're not easy conversations to remove, but I need to start I need to start making room and making more effort. 
Um, and that's why I wanted to have this conversation because I'm pretty sure there are other people who are like, oh my God, I've been disappointed. But like, we shouldn't take disappointment personally. I mean, it's hard to say. Easier said than done. Um, you know, in one hand, if it's like school or something or a career and it doesn't work out, you know, sometimes disappointment is pointing you in a different direction that you maybe never considered. When it comes to family, though, which is what today was about, it can burn extra long. And what I want you to walk away from this whole thing that's kind of all over the place, sorry, is that knowing yourself, you've got to control what's in your control. Popping off on your family member for not showing up or dropping the ball in a major way is not helpful. The only thing that you can do is prepare yourself for your family member to do those things. If you know that someone doesn't show up on time, then you already know the person's not going to show up on time. There's no reason to get yourself disjointed. If you know that you cannot trust this person with this project, don't give it to them. Sure, they may ask you for the chance, but if it's going to be something that frustrates you, don't give it to them. You always have to, when it comes, in my opinion, to trusting other people, depending on the person, you have to put yourself in alignment that if this doesn't work out, I got to do this. I got to react. I got to, I just got to pick up the ball. And that's really hard to do. And that's why I feel like maybe we will talk about attachment styles. I just gave you guys like a glimpse. It was kind of like my own personal frustration, but I feel like somebody else could probably use it um, because, yeah, it's not really fun to be the person that's in the middle or the person who really honestly is like the garbage man because your job is to like be the PR person of the family and fix and fix and fix eventually it's exhausting like all positions like who wants to do that dealing with people's feelings it's emotionally taxing bye guys thank you so much for listening to the podcast and we will chat super soon Welcome to K-Talk, and today's episode is When People Disappoint Us.